You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Kylo Show. We are really excited to be doing a new series. Yep. And we're tackling the work environment. Here we go. And we're bringing in some really fun people that we love, and we're going to share them with you, and they're going to talk about how, how amazing they are. But I think you're going to tell a little bit about what we're doing, and then we'll right. introduce our amazing people. Right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, keep your love on, or Kylo, as we so affectionately refer to it, mm-hmm. is not just trapped in marriage or in the home. It actually leaks out everywhere that human beings interact. And yep. so... We thought we would target the workplace. Kylo yes. 5 in the Workplace is our series. We have a, a set of guests coming mm-hmm. your way, and each one of them are going to talk about how are we creating a place for people to be powerful, to be themselves, to manage themselves, to uh, take responsibility and not blame, and mm-hmm. you know all that, that that helps protect relationship how do we chase away fear from governing our environment when there really are consequences for falling short at work or not you know completing your assignment mm-hmm. or missing deadlines or this or that uh, uh, how do we stay connected how do we emphasize the value of relationship in our work environments it's team is so valuable it's so important and the culture of connection is vital in that whatever it is that we export in with our next guest is going to be super important because Mm -hmm. she's running a school she is Um, respectful communication Mm -hmm. is going to be really how are we lowering fear between us and how are we getting good information back and forth between people when there's conflict, when there's disagreement, when there's been injured relationship? How do we reduce the anxiety and keep communication productive and respect, respectful? And then how do we honor healthy boundaries, both what's expected of me and what do I expect of my team mm-hmm. and my workplace? Yeah. So. Tell us all about who we got coming up. I'm so excited because (laughs) we have Angie Taylor, who has probably been the most surprising gift from the Lord to my life for my children, more than I ever expected. So she's personally on my list uh, very high as far as I am beyond grateful for the gift that she has. So Angie, welcome to The Kylo Show. Thank you, guys. What an honor to join the two of you guys. I feel like I've been watching you for years, and now to be a part of this journey with you is exciting. Yeah, well, please tell them what it is that you do, um, how many years you've been doing it. Give us, give the listeners a little bit of uh, what makes Angie Taylor so wonderful to the world and why they need to know you and what you do. Sure. I started... Um, both brick and mortar schools, as well as a nonprofit school um, about eight years ago. So in all, we have seven schools running right now. 
Um, and really, we focused it wrapped around a lot of the principles that you guys espouse to, you know, helping people find their God-given identity, helping them take personal responsibility and add that into the world in a unique way to be kingdom builders. And so, you know, the school itself, the first brick and mortar was started in Portland, Oregon, uh, just outside of it about seven years ago. And from there, we just have added a school mm -hmm. almost a year of our journey. Um, and God just keeps unfolding more opportunities for us in this education space. Yeah, I love it. I mean, somebody asked my kids the other day, would you want to go back to traditional school? And um, the first and loudest voice was our 10-year-old son, Lincoln, who's in fifth grade. And he goes, no way, yeah. which I, I love. I, I mean, doing the homeschool route and the kind of distance learning that happened for a lot of families in 2020, I never thought that he would be so excited to be on an online school. So you've definitely captivated and found some phenomenal teachers that are helping just bring that the values that you're doing to their home. I mean, literally through Zoom calls, which is impressive. So, well, it's amazing. exciting. You know, when kids are known and their gifts mm -hmm. are valued at the table, it's not just simply about stuffing our content in to you, but it's actually helping you discover who God made you to be, who you are in him. Um, it's a place we all want to be, right? We all yeah. want that place to belong. And that's really the essence of Valor. So it makes me so happy to hear he's happy. Oh, they're all all really happy. I, I mean, Mr. Fig, man, he's a topic almost every day mm. from our senior. She's just loving it. So it's been, I mean, I have nothing but great things to say, which I love. I love that I have great things to say about my children's school and all the different teachers and they're all different ages. So... I love it. So tell us just a little bit about Valor and and really the the mission uh, uh, behind it, and then we'll get into the culture of the school. Yeah. Good. Um, well, just a very brief history. I had been in education for 30 years and in leading really the last uh, 20, and, and what I had started discovering is school was about stuffing content into kids. It was not about drawing unique giftedness out of kids. The second thing that I discovered was, you know, we, even Christian schools, we were stuffing God's word into kids, but we were never allowing them and giving them ways to practice mm. um, doing God's word, mm -hmm. being doers of God's word. That wasn't a part of the curriculum. It was, it was so much more about memor memorization. And, and I believe so firmly that kids can have um, genuine and authentic encounters with God at every Jeez. age, hear the voice of God of who he's called them to be, who he's, who, who he's, what he's asked of them, but then they can also be powerful in the world today, they don't have to wait until they're adults. And so one of the ways we do that is our families, when they pay tuition, we partner with schools around the world. We have a school in Kenya, Guatemala, Haiti, Philippines, that are all fully funded mm. by these kids and by these schools. And these kids are a part of this global community. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is um, this opportunity where we're 
we're learning from one another and they're giving their unique value to one another. And it's not simply about stuffing content in, because if we're going to be really honest, that's not the world we live in today. Um, <laughs> they can Google in two seconds or less what what it is, the content they, they need and acknowledging the future we're handing our kids. You know, that was our passion is to say we need to raise up kingdom builders who are yeah. adding their unique value into the world, but they got to practice it. Mm -hmm. They have to practice it now. And so that's, you know, the very nutshell version of, of Valor. We're very entrepreneurial, very innovative in our approach. Did I just hear you say that you're making disciples? <laughs> You did. You did yeah. in a very long way. I said that that's hundred percent wow. what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what Jesus did, right? Mm -hmm. He walked with them, showed them, uh, created opportunities for them to do it while he was there and then says, okay, I got to go. I'll be right back. But in the meantime, you guys carry on. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Powerful people. Starts with identity. I love that you just emphasize that, that there's a true identity inside each uniquely created student mm -hmm. and drawing that out and then plugging them into the leadership of God in their life from the time. Yeah. How, how quickly do we get involved in valor? <laughs> what's the, what's the, what the youngest age? Yeah. Uh, it's second grade, I believe. Right. Yeah. So in our brick and mortar campuses, they start at kindergarten. Mm -hmm. um, in our online school, we start in second grade and it goes all the way through 12th grade. It's a fully accredited school. So yeah. kids can transfer credits wherever they want to mm -hmm. tr transfer them. Fantastic. Yeah. So you have a whole team, a global team of people that you're working with, teachers. I'm guessing there's administrators at every school. Uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about the culture that you intentionally built. What what did you set out to create for these this staff team? Yeah, you know my attitude, and it's you know not original to me. I think it's uh, Peter Drucker who talks about putting everybody in the right seat on the bus. Mm. You know, and and really honoring that concept of we all come to the table with unique gifts, skills, and abilities, and. You know, my sole job, my sole, if I were to say gifting at the table, is identifying uh, how to help people discover their seat on the mm -hmm. bus, how, how to understand how they are a critical piece to the overall mission and not simply plugging a hole for us. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that is an essential component to how we do. So, yes, we have... Um, again, schools everywhere, all of our schools have leadership on them. I work really closely with the leadership team in all of our countries, and then they mainly oversee their staff. So the right people on the bus. Mm -hmm. Describe to me about, a little bit about what is really important on the bus. Um, the first and foremost is is that they have a passionate hunger for Jesus Christ themselves. You know, I love this. That's uh, great. <laughs> this that, is the education our children need, right? Yeah. Here, these well, and, it, and it's non-negotiable. It's a very interesting thing because you know one of the things um, I always start with in an interview is tell me about yourself. 
And, you know, people are a little floored because they want me to put parameters of what part of myself do you want me to tell you? And that's something that I'm unwilling to do because I want to know in the first minute, is Jesus a part of that conversation? <laughs> is, is your identity is about, because if you can't, if you're telling someone about yourself and that is not core, then it's probably not a fit for us. You're, you're, and we're hopeful you're on a growing journey, all of the thing. But um, what I understand is we cannot translate, transfuse to our kids what we are not. We can't lead what we are not. And so mm -hmm. it's essential that we start with people that are so firmly anchored in identity in Christ. We do a lot of work on that for our staff. But then the second thing is, is we do a lot um, with strength finders as well as uh, Enneagram and other testing like that to help them, you know, deeper dive in, in where you add value to the table, but as well for me to see more mm -hmm. clearly, because I think we understand one another so much better when we, when we understand elements of that person's makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, do, what do you learn about somebody or what does that tell you when Jesus shows up in the first minute? Um, I, I learned that they're, their faith is fairly bold and authentic to them because it's, you know, and somewhat it's a trick question. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I've been teaching education for, you know, two years or whatever. And, and they tell me what they do and, mm -hmm. and, and don't really tell me who they are. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things, you know, that my passion is, is that I'd be identified as a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there how are a lot often, of things I do. How often do you have to repeat the question? <laughs> uh, well, it, it, yeah, I, often. I mean, if they don't within that first few minutes, tell me, I, I generally will say, hey, tell me about your faith journey. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting, though, to note that people that I generally have to move into tell me about your faith journey um, often have more of a religious faith journey versus... Mm -hmm. And um, I've encountered the Holy Spirit in my life and am walking in a spirit-led life. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I would just imagine that um, people that have been in the education system for any time <laughs> at all really have become afraid of anybody knowing about their faith. I mean, that's a painting a big target on you. So <laughs> how would they launch into Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life? <laughs> Without feeling like this is a good way to lose a job in the education system. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, And again, I'm actually not looking for people looking for a job. I, I am looking for people that I've been called and led into this organization. Um, I feel so strongly that God has given us a massive mission for Valor to raise up kingdom leaders, but what I understand is, is you only do that through bold people that mm -hmm. only comes when you have a bold staff, right? Mm -hmm. That, that yeah. are, because standing and, and it's not even standing against culture, it's standing for trueness and authenticity with God that um, is going to transform lives in our kids. And the enemy would love nothing more than us to shrink away from that and be afraid of it. Totally. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you're interviewing people that aren't interviewing for a job or how is this? I, I don't know if I understand what you just said. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. No, they generally are interviewing for a job. They, you know, generally, not always, they won't seek me out. I've had times in conversations where, and in fact, our leader on the Korean campus came to my school because he was interviewing another, or he was wanting to place a student in my school. And I felt the Holy Spirit saying, you need to ask him to work with you. <laughs> I didn't even have a job for him at that point. I asked him, I said, hey, will you, I think we're supposed to work together. Uh, he later told all of his Korean friends, I was a crazy white lady, you know, mm. but the Lord just kept working on his life. And so there, when they come there, there's generally some part of their story of why they applied for me. And it, and it wasn't, I just need a job. Fantastic. Wow. So you're stacking up powerful people from the start. <laughs> You've got the radar on just for yeah. that. That that is my goal, and I I do find the more people like that that you discover, the more you attract. Yeah, mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I've I mean, there are definitely um, moments I can think about in my education. I guess uh, childhood really is a, mostly the the teachers I've had, and um, we were talking about it just the other night to the kids about the the teachers that they have at Valor each one of them could identify how they're ones that they're probably going to remember forever. Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful thing to think about. Um, and I think Valor's got this unique thing where you have these advocates as for parents, which is a concept that I've never seen before. I think that is a, a secret sauce. How do you find those, those advocates? And could you explain a little bit what they are? Um, Cause that is really, I've never experienced a school so willing to partner with the whole family rather than us being asked to just really bow down to whatever it is that you say we have to do as parents and that you're the ones leading education and we don't really have a say in it. Like mm. that is not the feeling I have at all. There's such a partnership. So that the advocate piece, it feels like it's a, it totally is a secret sauce for me. It is. Well, interesting enough, that was one of the reasons when I was walking away from education, there was such a hostile environment that existed between parents and schools and mm -hmm. teachers were getting attacked. Parents were getting attacked from the education side. And at the end of the day, the kids are the ones that are losing. But, mm -hmm. you know, when you go back to scripture, God placed children in the homes of their parents. He knit children together in their mother's womb, which means he selected them specifically, mm -hmm. right, for this child, for purpose. And, and it concerns me on any level that education at some point would feel like they have better understanding of what should happen for your child. We may yeah. partner together for tools, but at the end of the day, no one has greater influence on the life of a child than their parent, than yeah. what's happening in that home. And so understanding that became critical. And when we went into the online space, um, my greatest concern of online space is Valor is very community driven. It, mm -hmm. You know, we have to know kids. We have to know them, not just by name, but by personality, by giftings, by strengths. I mean, we're adjusting their curriculum to really fit their gifting strengths and learning needs. And so in order to do that, we had to have somebody that served in the role of almost a parent. We call them advocates. I like to call them my online mamas. 
<laughs> and they're really the one that their number one job is they're meeting with kids. They have very sincere relationships with their kids. Mm -hmm. uh, they're very tight with their kids, but then they're also grabbing teachers and grabbing parents and coming together saying, Hey, it's time for us to meet. What I love about it is the advocates have one goal of how do I help this child win? How do I help this child be mm -hmm. successful? And sometimes as parents and as educators, the egos get involved, right? Mm. Parents feel <laughs> frustrated or embarrassed or teachers sure. are annoyed because they feel like they're being blamed, all the things. Totally. And and so I knew we needed to have somebody that was Switzerland in the, in the equation that could go, I'm going to pull us all together and we have one objective. Because if you can get people to understand, here's the goal we're trying to accomplish. And we all agree, this is a critical goal for us mm -hmm. to accomplish. And um, so that's really where the advocates came from. And you are 100% right. They're the secret sauce. They're the sticky factor in our mm -hmm. school. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it is a special kind of person that becomes an advocate for us. How do you find that? How do you, I mean, is it, because I know a lot of them are, some of them are, are parents in it. Is it the same process that when you discover an advocate as you would your teachers? Like you said, because it's a special kind of person. <laughs> I am, it is a very special kind of person. And I am interviewing literally all year whether I need a job filled or not. I, I, one of my practices is I consistently am interviewing people are consistent, you know, we're global. So I do get connected with other people. And, and anytime somebody hits me interesting, or I feel like there's something special here, I'll, I'll jump on an interview with them asking for references, but really trying to get more personal experience with that person. If I can meet them in yeah. person, that's always the ideal situation yeah. for us. So when you talk about building community, um, our language would be that you ha you're emphasizing connections. Mm -hmm. So these these mamas are gifted at building connection. They are good at lowering anxiety. Totally. They are good at understanding. The Bible says that a man with understanding has a cool spirit, <laughs> which in essence means, you know, when I see you, I am not, I'm no longer guessing. I'm now guiding because I know what you want. I, I know where you're headed. I know what's important to you. So you have a group of mamas that, do you select these mamas or is there someone else that does that? Uh, no, the advocates are somebody I select and then I meet with personally okay. every week. That, that's a core okay. to who we are. So you are good at, and you mentioned it earlier, you're good at uh, awareness, like mm -hmm. like helping you see them. You know, like As soon as you find out a few things about their strength finders, their Enneagram, their disc, whatever, you go, I see you. There you are. <laughs> this is what feeds you, what fuels you. What's the... Uh, effort or training, or is it just innate? Are you just, um, are, are you helping these mamas to know these kids and know these teachers, or are you setting them up with some kind of training? We are, you know, it's been a journey over the year and or over the years. And what I would tell you is, is we're still on that journey of uh -huh. how do we, you know, how do we 
give space. And, and it's interesting because our education model is this way too, right? So if you think of it in terms of like a basketball game of someone has to know the rules of the game, they need to know how to play. But then you get LeBron James and Steph Curry because you took the leash off and you said, now, how do you add your flair? How do you add your giftings and skills? But the unique thing is, is you have to have a base knowledge of what we're looking for and what we're going for. And so that is how I've approached both our education model as well as, um, you know, the training process. And, and honestly, I think you guys have done such a phenomenal job of laying out the culture of honor and the principles to live by. And I think your tools and resources are so powerful on this because when we are willing to govern and lead ourselves as well as our community by principles rather than my emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. um, it becomes incredibly powerful to be able to really connect well with people and, and speak uh, hard truth with them, give them mm -hmm. good feedback loops that help them grow in the equation. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like you've developed a good, practice or environment for feedback because we have such high value for feedback around here but it's a hard thing to give and it's a hard thing to build a culture of we value it without being offended like you said by those emotions so how did you create that on such a unique platform that it's online so you probably have a lot more zoom meetings with people than you do ever in person in a shared office space so how do you do feedback like that when it's so unique you know, it's interesting. I would tell you, you have to be really intentional about it, you know, and I in no way would ever imply we're perfect about it. I, I am one of those people that am consistently stepping back saying, how do we do this better? How do we create more safety? And then really checking out the metrics. What is our retention rate? What is our, you know, things that would indicate whether we're doing well with this <laughs> yeah. or we're not, you know, because that, that self-reflection is such a key piece. I think that you, you already spoke to that, that being unoffendable, mm -hmm. how, you know, people having the absolute permission to speak truth to me. Um, you're right. I I'm in zoom meetings almost all day, most days. Yeah. And, and really it is with that intention of listening more than I'm talking in the meeting, learning what I need to learn and how I can, you know, one of my number one questions for my team is how do I best support you? You know, and I think that's such a piece, but when you create that safety, the second thing is, and I think this is really important for leaders is when there is conflict or something going on in my community, I don't allow it just to get escalated to me. My first question is always, have you met with them? Mm -hmm. Have you jumped on a right. Zoom call and met with them? Because as we all know, is so much gets solved if I'm talking to the person and trying, you know, and my favorite question is help me understand. Help, mm -hmm. help me understand what's going here going on here. And so, um, you know, developing a culture like that, it's hard, right? Because people don't necessarily want to have the hard conversation. So they often will escalate and, you know, being super committed to, did you meet with them? So, so back to choosing powerful people, mm -hmm. um, you've, you've, in essence, stacked the deck with people that are courageous, that are, um, 
obedient to God, that are uh, committed to what he's so committed to and what's so important to, to his heart. So when conflict arises, and I can't imagine well, any any work environment is, is filled with people, so there's the first problem. <laughs> the second problem is they're different. Yeah. And then the third problem classically is misunderstanding. So we end up with uh, so many of these dynamics in a swirl, and then we put it all online. This is, you know, let's go, let's go all online, and I'm guessing primarily the relationship building is all done online. So what on purpose are you doing to give permission to your people to work out conflict, work out disagreement uh, in a in a way that actually works it out, honors God, and keeps it from you. <laughs> uh, the the number one uh, thing, and we say this often: be curious before you're critical. And that's such an that. important piece that's because great. what we realize is usually what I've discovered is literally 90% of how this person is responding is historical triggers or something going along around going on in my current world mm -hmm. that's creating a stressor that mm -hmm. no one else can see. So if I seem like I've responded unusually harsh in this situation, usually that's the straw that broke the camel back camel's back, not the yeah. problem. But unfortunately we live in a community that is offendable. Mm -hmm. And so if we, you know, if we can ask the question, um, you know, Hey, what's going on? Tell me what's mm -hmm. going on in your life mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. making the assumptions and, 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 you know, those, and, and it's work. I mean, that's, this isn't something we don't say, be curious before you're critical once you know it's when they come to me i'm like oh were you curious in fact i'd be honest to say i just got called out by someone that i was i was frustrated in a situation and they looked at me and said what role are you playing hmm. and i went thank you for that question <laughs> i hate that you asked that question but thank you for that question what that is that a mean? very important open question. that up a little bit um, so it, because I think it goes into the drama, drama triangle, and I don't know if you guys talk yes, about yes, the, yes. the drama, I, I assumed you did, um, you know, and, and that idea that there's a hero and the villain and the victim in the drama triangle and in having a frustration with one of your staff members or mm -hmm. a parent or a student, it's really easy to find yourself playing a role in that triangle. And one of the most useful things is, is when you give your staff a common language uh -huh. yeah. uh, that works with the drama triangle or be curious before critical, it's really great because then all of a sudden when somebody says, what role are you playing? Yeah. It, it is a kind, but truthful way and and where I'm so convinced that if I love people I will tell them the truth if I yeah. love you I will tell you the truth and I think that's where we're missing it 
in society at large, we're so afraid yeah. of speaking truth. And, yeah. and I think we don't love them well then. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so how, like for us, the way we would define truth is not so much my critical appraisal of you yeah. as much as my experience mm -hmm. of our dynamic, our situation, this decision. Let me tell you what's going on inside of me as a result of what's happening. So I'm feeling scared, I'm feeling hurt, I'm feeling powerless, I need to feel heard, I need to mm -hmm. feel respected, I need to feel powerful, I need to, uh, you know, I need to feel connected. You know, that is, we describe that as truth. How, how do you define and or um, uh, I guess define, how do you define truth? <laughs> Well, it, and it's really interesting because I I come at it from the vantage point of the truth is, is you're created in the image of God with plan and purpose. That's the truth about your life. That's the undeniable truth of your life. My role, the best way I help you lean into that truth is to create a safe space for you to work and be in. Right, which then goes into the relationship piece of here's how you will do a better job. But I think the thing that we miss is so often we miss what our ultimate goal is for people. You know, when we're talking with them, a lot of times we think it's, I want this job done and you annoyed me. And so now I'm mad about that or you didn't do it. And so I'm now I'm mad about it. Whereas if the ultimate goal is, man, I want you to fulfill all God has for you. I want you to lean into the divine potential that exists within you. And, and because of that, I want to speak truth over your life. Um, and I try to do this with both staff as well as students. You know, that's where then I'm going to start speaking hard things mm -hmm. into them. And so you're reminding them of who they are and or confronting whatever lie is derailing them. Yeah. Yeah. Got and it. because, you know, I've, I've talked to some kids who have come from a, a public school setting and, and were really leaning into that lane and, and said, you know, because you were one created in the image of God Almighty with divine destiny and purpose, I won't stay quiet or allow for you to live in the gutter you're living in mm -hmm. and to, and to walk in that space because there's so much more for you, you know, and it, when you start talking to the people from the framework of my ultimate goal and purpose is to help you lean into your identity. Um, I'm for you. I'm for your win. You know, it, it changes the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very much the experience that, I mean, I, not worked with your staff except for enrolling my children and going through that process. Um, but I, I think they, they all feel like they know what they're called to do. And that's the goal that is kind of what oozes everywhere in the mm -hmm. best way when they're approaching my kids, you know, I'm pretty sure Ben has a meeting with the advocate today about Lincoln and his math with the math teacher. I'm like, yes, but I, I just love that they're going to all go in there and look at my 10 year old little boy and go, dude, what are you doing? You're great. You're mighty. What's the goal? How can we help you? And I, I think that, you know, just in, in my conversations with everyone, I had that 
this deep value for knowing who you are in Christ and calling that to the surface every opportunity, I, I see that happen in so many different ways um, and expressions. Yeah, and, and this fun. is coming from a, a core value that I believe in you. I believe in you like like Jesus believes in you, like yeah. Jesus set you up to win, like Jesus set you up to thrive. Let's all partner together around you are in an environment that believes in your tomorrow. Yep. And, and I think one of the valuable questions to ask someone and, and where I try to start is what is needed for you to be successful here? versus me informing you. And that's like, that's such a, I I think too often we want to inform (laughs) rather than draw out and, and champion. And I, and I think that, you know, is, is one can be feel shaming and condemning when I'm informing, this is what you should be doing. This is what it Mm -hmm. should look like. The other is me championing you saying, yeah. tell me what's needed. Um, one, you all of a sudden discover you have a lot more in you. Yeah. Yeah. And you must be, you must be an excellent question asker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. I, I, I'm <laughs> learning every day to do that better. Yeah. Because yeah, that would be uh, having this much faith in other people and being very clear about your own sense of destiny and not telling people and not informing them of what they should be doing mm-hmm. is so tempting. <laughs> yeah, it's so tempting. So the empowering version of that is I listen mm-hmm. better than you're talking. And I ask more questions that draw out from you stuff that's in there that you probably didn't even know was in there until it came out of your own mouth. And I think the other piece of it is that's what makes a really sticky organization is because now I am a needed part of of this table because my input is valued. My Mm -hmm. voice is valued at this table. That's, that's what makes it sticky. That's what makes our teachers then say, you know, I've always said if valor is as good as I can make it, that's pretty disappointing. But when we put the body of Christ together and say valor is good as the body of Christ can come together and do, well, in a short amount of times we've spanned globally because of that attitude, you know, that the body of Christ is such a beautiful work. Why would I on any level put a lid on that or you know, but it is coming to the table with a level of humility and going, I I don't know everything, but I know I want to partner well with you. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. I love it. I'm just excited how excited you are to meet Angie and get to this conversation. I'm happy to just be quiet over here because I'm like, yes, isn't she the most amazing I thing I ever? Know. I'm so yeah. happy to meet her. I, I saw her at uh, Tia's event, but I didn't get, we didn't really were, get into I it. I think you were it's, off to have a grandchild. Yes. yes. I, I did. Would. I skipped yes. out early. Which... <laughs> yes. I See, I knew as soon as we, again, Doug introduced us, but um, that first week at Valor, it, it really has been nothing but a beautiful, beautiful element to our family that I can't say, I can't stop talking about it, I mm-hmm. feel like. And, I, and I'm so watching 
you know, going to the the retreats, which I would say is crucial to any family that goes to Valor's, yeah. at, at engaging yeah. in the community and encouraging your kids to do it. I know Adeline had a really hard time at first. You know, she's my more quiet child. And I remember even talking to Angie about Adeline and and Angie's just, you know, her belief in her staff was inspiring for me to trust yeah. that what she said is possible was going to happen on an online school. Yeah. Like, I think this lady might be slightly crazy because Adeline hated distance learning with everything <laughs> she could muster. And there's a lot in that little tiny body. But really, she has just flourished in a, in a beautiful way um, that I think really has launched her into even her, her youth group season that she's in in mm -hmm. junior high right now. Um, you would be so proud of her, Angie. She's just, she's on the leadership team now at a youth group and she's just ignited in confidence yeah. that she hadn't really had before yeah. in any previous school um, environment. And yeah. so it's been really fun. Brittany, I'd love to to speak into that because it, it wasn't, and you would, you would affirm this. I, I am so grateful for your kind words, but it wasn't because Valor's gotten it right every time. It was because you understood your role as a parent and there have been texts from you to me going, Hey, what about this? And why are you guys doing it this way? You know, and, and I've had to answer some of those going, I don't know, but I'm going to find out and thank you for bringing it to my attention. And I think that's the essence of what we're really supposed to be doing in the education space is is coming together neither side going i got it figured out but what we know is is we have these precious gifts that god's given us mm. and how do we raise that child together yeah so good it's been super fun so I, we want to make sure that we point people in the right direction so they can find out more information otherwise they're just going to dm me like crazy in my inbox and i'm going to i they do that anyways which i love to give this information away but um, if someone's curious about more information um, for for Valor for putting their school and and really just it's such a, a cultural shift that you're making in education, and I love it. So um, if someone is looking for that, where would they go? Uh, you can go a couple of places if you're looking for the online. That it, you know we have kids all over the United States, actually all over the world right now in our online school. That's ValorOnline.org. Um, if you're looking for one of the brick and mortar campuses, you can go to ValorGlobalFoundation.org and you can find uh, one of our global foundation schools. Awesome. The other amazing thing that Angie has is she doesn't just stop there, which she could stop there because uh -huh. that in itself, these global schools. When you put global on your name, <laughs> I, I mean, come on. <laughs> she's There's also, she's written a book, which we've got to talk about. Yes. What Tell them about your book because I, I love it. Thank you. The book is called The Way of Valor. And it really is about raising up a culture changing generation. Mm -hmm. um, it, the, the essence is, is, you know, we are living in a lot of parents doing status quo, yeah. um, but that is, and even a lot of Christian schools, by the way, uh, <laughs> it, living in this status quo, we're stuffing content into kids, we're yeah. memorizing content, rather than recognizing that the leaders and the ones that are, are dictating culture to us right now are the creators. Mm -hmm. creators dictate culture, creators of content, creators of movies, creators of books, creators of social media. They dictate the culture to us. 
we live in a society in education where we teach kids how to consume. Totally. Yeah. We have to shift the way we focus and go, how do I position my child as a, as a creator? And so the book is really, I tried to just simplify it for parents yeah. of this. These are some really practical ways, regardless of what school your child is in, that you can step into this space with your child, because otherwise the culture will dictate to them. And, and we don't want that to happen to our kids. I also love that you don't limit it to your school, that this is, it only works in this environment, that you are really trying to be a light and hope and a resource to parents. Because some people feel like their kids are supposed to be in public school, and that's where they're called and that their involvement in the school. So I just love that you haven't limited to, well, you got to do it like me. I, I, I love that. And that, well, and that's just not a kingdom building mindset, right? I mean, mm -hmm. as, as kingdom builders, I am championing anyone who is standing up. It isn't about mm -hmm. building a platform or a name. It's it's how do we inspire and motivate and give roadmaps for people yeah. to be a person of valor. Love it. All right. Last thing that you've got is your podcast. Yes. Which is yes. also the way of valor. The way of valor. I've tried to keep this easy. Um, <laughs> smart. The, yeah. Smart. <laughs> I, again, the podcast is, it was really meant to inspire and champion uh, people to step into their God-given giftings, dreams, and divine potential. And so I actually interview some of the most amazing people. Brittany, you were one of my interviews I that I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed. Um, it, and it isn't all education at on any level. There's a lot of entrepreneurs. There's a lot of business owners on the podcast, though, that are stepping into their the arena in, in some pretty bold, courageous ways. And again, just trying to help people create a map forward for their own life. I think too many of us, you know, the years go by so quickly and we really haven't lived because we have this, these golden handcuffs on, right? We, yeah. we, we pay our bills, we go to work, we pay our, we hate our jobs, you know, in, in this yeah. vicious cycle. And so the podcast, it was my hope of how do we get people to take bold action, be a person of valor, because at the end of the day, that will bring you the greatest joy in life, but it mm -hmm. will also build the kingdom in more effective, powerful ways. Fantastic. So good. Awesome. Well, Angie, thanks so much Thank for joining so us. Much. It's yeah, I, guys, I'm such just, an honor. I'm inspired. I'm I'm <laughs> going to join Valor online school. Well, she might interview you. Yeah, um, and, uh, uh, yes, I I actually we can we can hang out. I I have some teaching positions available. She is ready. For I know. You. I'm not even looking for a job, so I'm perfect. Yes. Yeah. But you're you're my ideal candidate. That's it. That's totally it. Oh, so great. Well, I'm so glad our audience gets to meet you. Uh, hear our heart. Hear your heart. And um. Really, hopefully they get curious and lean in. And um, again, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks Thank so, you guys. so much, everybody, uh, for listening and watching The Kyla Show. Like always, we're chasing after whole healthy families. Um, and even in the education world, it is a priority that Absolutely. God is chasing down. So Absolutely. thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kylo Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. 
The Kala Show is produced by Ali Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill, sound engineer and edited by Taylor Silk, and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families, gonna save the world. <laughs>